Hello, and welcome to Between Two Cairns. I'm Yohai. Hello, I'm Brad. And today, we're going to be reviewing Falk. Is Falk? We didn't talk about this. Is it Falkrest Abbey it, or Falkrest? I like, to, I like to say the L, but I've been accused of overpronouncing L's. Like, uh, there's, a, there's a street in my town, Polk Avenue, P-O-L-K. I say Polk. And uh, I've been accused of pronouncing that wrong. I'm assuming that it's named after President Polk. I think it's the president. Yeah. How do you say it? Isn't the, didn't he? Dis, isn't like the thing he's known for is purchasing Alaska? No. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna debate the merits of of ex President Polk. I understand. Okay. He he's the one who bought Oregon, or whatever. Really? Yeah, he bought Maybe Oregon. That's, that's why you. Yo, you know what? I live in Oregon, so that that's a crazy coincidence. Okay, no. Okay. Well, moving on. We're reviewing Fallcrest Abbey, and we're answering a question from a reader or listener, whoever it is. <laughs> we're gonna. All right, let's open the the maily maily bag, the moody sack, whatever we call it. Okay. All right. This is off to a great start. Now, this comes into the between two Karens at gmail dot com email mailbox inbox. Gmail, and it comes from uh, T. Thomas Giant, otherwise known as Non Dairy Giant, to those who follow uh, itch, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyhow, hi, Brad and Yochai. So, I really struggle with writing secret doors. I hate being prescriptive about locating and opening them or leaving it to a die roll, but also struggle with describing them tersely in a way that can be diegetically interacted with. My most recent solution has been to just note that they are there and leave the specifics to the referee at the table. Curious to hear your thoughts on secret doors without regard to room keys and implementation in play. What does that mean without curious to hear your thoughts on secret doors without regard to room keys and implementation in play? So he doesn't want to hear us talk about room keys. I think it's more about like writing them instead of like running them. Oh, that's one more thing I want to say. He wrote a PS here. Uh huh. PS. I could never get into podcasts, but Between Two Karens has made me a fan of the medium. Look at that. Oh, thanks. He's, That's he's, a nice thing to he's say. He's already better than you because you don't even like podcasts. I don't like podcasts, so yeah, I haven't I haven't found the one yet. But thank you. Nice. That's so nice to hear. Uh, Let's answer the question. Yeah. Um, secret doors. Yeah, it's tricky. It's like you gotta you gotta have them because it's like uh, it's a tradition of the of the the of the thing, right? Like that's that's part I, of the game. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> You do not have to have them. I you do not. No, but I'm, you do not. You can. I, I feel like it's an expectation, right? Okay. It's okay. like it's okay. It's part of the uh, it's part of the the vocabulary of a dungeon that there are secret doors. You know, right? There's traps. There's monsters. There's secret doors. I feel like that's just part of the that's just part of our understanding of what a dungeon is. I think. Do you disagree with that? I agree that secret doors are a common trope in. Dungeon crawls going back to when this whole hobby started. Yes. First, take a take a. I would say take a good hard look at why you want a secret door. Okay, if you're gating off something important, something crucial to the enjoyment or understanding or like quote fingers completion of a module, maybe you shouldn't put it in a secret door. You probably shouldn't. If like. The game hinges on the fact that players have to find a secret door. I think you've you have failed. Um, I think they are by definition parenthetical. All right, they can and will be missed, and that's that's part of the fun of secret doors is you can't catch them all. 
So the way I write secret doors is, um, yeah, I, I put like stuff back there that um, is like ex- it's just kind of extra or funsy. It might enhance the understanding of the of the world, or it might be a, you know a special treat. Good for you for finding it. Here's a little something. It might be like a shortcut that helps you get to a place that might be otherwise difficult to access. Maybe you can avoid a combat encounter that way. Um, but I never put something back there that is like quote required or necessary just because like that's that's unfair and that's not how that's that's not how uh you have fun that's not good for anyone um i you know yeah i want to say the Mm -hmm. thing okay so for like six months or so you've known this about Mm -hmm. me the i've been working on this sort of dungeon manifesto thing that i'm not really putting out there but not quite anyways and during that process i was doing a lot of research blogs that sort of thing and one of the bigger things that i discovered was how many blogs have looked at this exact problem and you yeah know, given their perspective on it um and it, the one of the commonalities that i've seen with respect to secret doors is exactly what you're saying if it's essential don't put it behind a secret door right. if it's a if there's a hidden mechanism that opens the door make it really obvious or the other way around. So, like, mm-hmm. if the door is there, but you can't get in, make the lever hidden. But if the door isn't there, make the mechanism to open it very obvious. Mm, that's so, interesting. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so, like, you, like only one aspect, not both. You're not like, there's a hidden, you know, latch on the back of this bookcase that opens up a hidden door. Like, no, like, make it. So, I, there's actually one in this adventure, right? With a, um, mm-hmm. it's in, and I guess we'll talk about it in the deep dive, but there's one where you have to put candles in mm-hmm. candelabra and i like that because it's it's a very obvious mechanism that that is pre- you know the p- player characters can see it but what it does is not obvious um and yeah that's a good one too i think another way to do it too is if you are being consistent with like room size and shape uh have like spatial clues if suddenly you have like a weird room that has kind of like an elbow shape it's like why is this room a little shaped differently you know if players have been mapping or keeping track of just like the spatial relationships in the dungeon just like suggesting that there's a blank there is going to make them crazy and you can totally hide a secret door like you know even more hidden than you otherwise would if you're hinting in in like a second way you know because then they'll just crawl the walls looking for like a loose brick or something like that um but again it only rewards players who are like paying attention or being clever like that but again if you're going to do that like again make it just make it a little you know some people might disagree with this philosophy but i think game designers (laughs) have a responsibility to make a game before a simulation (laughs) right so i'm thinking more on making interesting decisions that reward cleverness and have fun outcomes than I am about like, what would be a realistic way to hide a secret room that I would never want someone to find, you know, cause that's, you know, you can be really clever in how a door is hidden that someone will never ever figure out because they're not meant to. Um, but secret doors are actually meant to be found in RPGs. So I think you just got to get that mindset straight. <laughs> Well, what what do you think then about that idea of designing a dungeon to have an, a room that no one will ever find? Have you ever seen that concept? Like, just no. create a room. Yeah, I've re- I've seen it a couple times. I think even like maybe it was a Necropraxis. Somebody, someone, 
Yeah. Uh, pretty well known in the OSR blogosphere mentioned this at some point about how design, you should design dungeons and try to put a room in there that the PCs will never find. Like they could get there, but like des- uh-huh. just, just try to design around that idea. Um, this, it sounds like you'd be against this concept at least. I mean, what, what's, what, what's the reasoning behind that? I don't understand. I can't, rem- I can't remember. <laughs> There, I remember. Was, yeah, I can't remember. There was like an, an issue of Dungeon Magazine. This is like back in third edition day, days, and there was like a Gary Gygax dungeon that got like an update. Oh uh, God, I wish I could remember what it was called. I remember like a whole floor. It was like to advance. There was no doors. <laughs> there was no stairs. It was like you had to guess that there was a floor below you and teleport that way. Or wow, something like that. It, wow. It was like what? <laughs> what? I like just reading that. I'm like, this is how people play. Like, this is how you people are meant to play this. Like, why would you do no, that? No, 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 um, it's not. Just because he wrote it does not mean this is how it was meant to be played. Uh, okay, yeah, so especially another like, question. Yeah, third edition Dungeon Magazine, like right. updating Gygax content. That's like <laughs> well, absolutely okay. the bottom Here, tier of, of, of content. But anyway. We, okay, so here's a question. Yeah. What do you think about the Chris McDowell school of thought where – Basically, secret doors are just not interesting, or secrets are not interesting. Provide information to the players directly. It doesn't mean tell them the trap is there, but it means, you know, reward them for acting on information. So you could mm-hmm. describe, uh, uh, you know, a, a plate in the floor, and the reason that they know mm-hmm. that it's a possible trap is because you point out that there is dust streaming from the plate to where they're standing, or maybe, right. you know, like... I I don't know this if this is totally true, but my guess is that Chris doesn't like to play with secret doors very often. Right. Um, I mean, there's different ways to present information. You know, I think if you're doing like the spatial clues, like that's pretty meta textual. You don't need to like get too specific with seeding information. Like there's a plate, but it looks like it's not moving. Like you have presented information. It's just not in a like spoon fed way. Um, and again, it if it it doesn't have to be obvious, but if it's not obvious, like really pull back on the utility of what's in that secret door. Definitely don't make it crucial, but um, assume that people might not find it and like be cool with right. that. Well, ha- have you read um, Anne from DIY and Dragons post uh, called Landmark Hidden Secret? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, and I, I think I know it by reputation, but I haven't read it. So it's basically, she says every, whether, whatever it is, whether it's a, uh-huh. a hex location or like a, a, a point of interest or a room in a dungeon or a character, whatever it is, there are three kinds of information types that you can present. A landmark is like a free thing. Like you see that the person is missing an eye, right? So you know that they've uh-huh. been in combat. That's like a, that's like automatic, free. The player doesn't have to do anything. They, if they ask a question, you just tell them everything about it. Hidden information isn't automatic. They have to act, and it, it has a cost. So it might be he lost his eye because he was, you know, he got, he got it poked out by his brother in a fight when they were young. That's information they'd have to get somehow. And, okay. um, it, it, you know, there, there might be, triggers that that help you that lead you there like you might talk to his brother later who might mention it because of something else but it's not obvious to the players and then finally there's secret information which is basically an expensive piece of information that you might not get you have to try hard to get it and if you fail you fail you don't you don't ever learn so right um uh, secret doors for example i think would be kind of in the middle they would be yeah. just hidden and 
maybe a treasure chest would be closer to a, a secret. Sure. Anyhow, uh, just just the it's kind of my breakdown. It's probably a little bit off, but I always like that. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. I just like I don't know when I design a dungeon, I just like giving as like I I, I just like throwing options at players. So a secret door is a cool way I think to provide an option that players may or may not find. You know, like I said, if there's like a hallway with a really scary monster there, you know, it seems like there's going to be a fight, you know, but if people look around, see ways to avoid it, maybe they'll find a secret door and they can totally just bypass the thing. You know, that's like in a way for me, like that feels like I'm giving players a a choice. Um, So I don't know. That's how I like to use secret doors sometimes. I don't know. You always you always end with I don't know why do you got to put yourself down? It's a good answer. <sighs> I think deep down I've got uh, I don't know I don't know what I was gonna say self esteem issues. Uh, maybe yeah you know maybe not. Thank you non dairy giant. Great question. Uh, okay all right let's move on. So uh, Fallcrest Abbey is a PDF only dungeon location that is very cheap. I think I got it for a dollar. Yes. That's <laughs> an amazing price for what it is. Uh, yes. you, there are so much crappier dungeons for so much more. You know, right I, right off the bat, I don't even think we need to go into whether people should get it or not. I think the price means you should. I think it's worth it. But that being said, um, let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, it is by, uh, well, it's written by two people, um, Andrea Tupac Molika and Giuseppe Rotondo. Um, I don't know, um, Andrea, but uh, Andrea, I don't know how you say the Italian version of Andre, but, uh, I don't know him, but I do know, um, Giuseppe Rotondo because he's done a lot of stuff through his vehicle, Axie and Spice. Mm. Um, he also yes. did, did the layout and the art. Well, the maps are done by, um, Dungeon Scrawl, the app. And the mm-hmm. cover art is by, um, Zaira Diana. And that is all I have to say about it. Why don't you tell us what it yeah, is? Yeah. So this is written for old school essentials, character level one through three. Um, this presents a small dungeon. Um, how many rooms do we have here? Something like 20 or so, 19 keyed locations. Um, this is an old abbey in a very uh, wintry Arctic kind of location. So we used to be a place where kings and queens were crowned, but now it has fallen to ruin. We've got a couple hooks on why players might go and explore here. There's a mythical fountain that heals people. There's uh, a nice hook about a noble who wants to prove his you know royal lineage. And uh, yeah, you just you come check out this abbey, poke around. It's a good old fashioned dungeon crawl. It is. And what there's a couple things about it that I think make it stand yeah. out. Okay, so the first is the layout is very good. Layout it's, is, you know, is uh, tremendous, I would say. It's, Excellent. It's the, it's the the closest to the OSC house style that we always talk about that um, I think I've seen maybe Sepulchre of the Seven or of Seven. I always forget whether it's the or not. Um, kind of does this as well. But it, I really feel like people should just buy this just for the layout and then everybody should just copy the layout. I do have a couple comments about it that the layout is one room per page with really mm-hmm. easy to digest information presented in bold text with parentheses describing the bold text and then actionable um I, I always forget what these things are called in layout the little bullets that are they look like arrows what yeah are called i don't know uh anyways so it'll for example say archway wooden double door fallen long ago footprints and then in parentheses mud and snow comma humans 
Frescoes on east and west walls under a thin layer of ice. Lowered portcullis allows to see the cloister. I think there should be allows one to see the cloister. Anyways, the each, each, the beginning of each sentence is bolded. So you can quickly find the important things. And then each of those bolded items has an actionable bullet. So mm-hmm. you'll have frescoes west wall and it'll say four paladins in splendid vests kneeling. Each has a shield displaying a chess piece. So to me, this is a really good way of doing things. Uh, yeah. that Morkborg, um, is that the, the ominous moth? What was that one? No, no, no. I'm mixing the, up a few. Yeah. Uh, um, the mansion? The mansion? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Morkborg one we really liked did this as well. The one thing I don't like, so a lot of these do this mini-map thing where they take a part of the map and they yeah. just zoom in on it. This one does that, but I think he put the like affinity or InDesign layer too faded. Like you okay. actually can't see some of the rooms. Oh, they, <laughs> yeah, they, it applies like kind of a fade out effect on the edges. But yeah, it's a pretty like gradual gradient. So I think some of the text does kind of get um, obscured a little too. Yeah, obscured. like I, I'm like, what is that? Where's where is room two? You know. So yeah. that's I, and I, that's so easy to fix. Like he could the fact that this is PDF only. Like he should just fix it. Yeah, it kind of puts the focus on the room that you're reading about. I don't. But mind the that room too much. you're reading about is faded. There's yeah. a, there's one in particular on. Um, uh, I don't know, page 18 or something that is like, I, I was, it was not okay. Anyhow, right. I'm, I'm not docking uh, points for this, but I hear you. I just, it's a suggestion. The other thing that I think <laughs> is really kind of cool about it is yeah. they have the adventure overview. Oh, oh, and they have a table of contents that is linked, which is yes. really great. Yeah, really like tight table of contents with a beautiful illustration. I love, I think the illustration work on this is really strong throughout. Loving the, the illustration. Yeah. Who did, who, who I think did that's Andre, they, Andrea, they, they, Malika, they or, right? Andrea Tupac Malika, no, I think, did the illustrations. No, none of these. Really? I didn't see that in the credits. Cover art, layout, map. He, he was not credited here. So I, what I like is it starts with a single page, quick instructions, doing you know everything you just said when you described it. Then it has a really tight and easy to read table of contents. And then it does two things that are... I've seen before, but I really like how they do it. There is a treasure and monster overview table that just shows you which treasure and which monsters are in which mm-hmm. room, just all together in a really like three column table. I really like that. Uh, it's just like a really quick way of, yeah, f- you know, figuring out um, what's in each room that might matter, monsters and treasure. And then there's, you know, some nice hooks, always love hooks, a really nice rumors table. And I want to talk about the rumors table with you uh, specifically because Rumors are um, oddly divisive, yeah. I found. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, you know, before we jump in, I just wanted to give a quick summary as well. I just, yeah, I think this is a, gr- a very well put together adventure. Very just breezy to read. Just, you know, the pages flip on by. I could easily see reading this in like a half hour and being ready to rock. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, I, I got through it in... Yeah. 45 minutes maybe and that was interrupted. But yeah, it, it was, it's really, really good information presentation. You know, this is like... It's it's just a like classic D and D by the book. You know, we got zombies, we got like puzzles, we got challenges. It's just like everything you want in that like classic D and D experience. So I, I really enjoyed this one. Big big shout outs to these creators. I really think it is a standout, especially for the price. Everyone should just buy it. I want to do a deep dive, but before we do that, I want to talk about the rumors table and about rumors in general and get your opinion on them. Do you like rumors in games? Ru- yes. <sighs> yeah, I'll, I don't know how to use rumors in the dungeon, uh, honestly. I always feel like I need... Oh. Okay, let me go back. 
I read a module, there's a, ton, a dungeon table, or I'm sorry, there's a rumors table. I say to myself, how am I supposed to communicate to my players? I like to do it more, you know, diegetic, is, I don't know if it's that word, where we're in the in and they overhear stuff or someone comes up and says something. You know, I've seen other people say, you know, we roll the dice and everyone, we go around in a circle and we say, all of you have heard a rumor. Here's what the rumor is. And we read each one a rumor from the rumor table. That's sure. That works for some people. I don't, I don't, I don't love that. That's that. What? That's dumb. But otherwise I struggle to like smoothly get the rumors into a game. So that's what, that's my personal challenge. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. You just say for every hour you spend in the tavern, Mm -hmm. The party rolls. How is that D12, different from like then, you've all heard a rumor? Here's what your rumor is. It seems like the same thing. Because first off, first off, one has a cost. You decided to spend time okay. there, which has a cost depending on the way you're running the game. So like, uh, in I didn't want to bring this up again, but in like my Beyond uh-huh. the Pale game, there is a tavern and there is a timeline and things need to happen in a certain okay. time and you can choose to spend more time at the tavern and hear more rumors now the one thing i'll say is that the gossip and rumors in that are all true but so maybe it's you know there's a definite like uh reward just to invest but that time. only matters when you've got like a, a specific time frame or like a clock in your can- in your adventure right this one it doesn't right, matter you right right no no i yeah. understand i understand yeah that, well no okay so my feeling about rumors is as a gm i really love yeah. them i love reading okay. them and they give me great all these great ideas about what people actually think that then i can work into npc conversations uh-huh. on the other hand if they don't come at a cost and if they're not true i don't think mm. they're that useful yeah. so um, unless they're partially true, I really like the partially trues. Uh, you know, so for in for instance, there's a partially true one here where it says the fountain of Saint Brenned is located in a secret enchanted garden, and it says partially true. Um, I like that one because it is elusive enough, or where the players can be surprised. But the fact that it's true means that they're not going to be okay. disappointed. So I, I I think that there is value to them. I think they're more valuable to the GM in yeah. general. Is what I would say. Yeah. Um, sure. Okay. Uh, I I like. Okay. I think the the rumors are interesting, specifically in this one. I think they're well written. Uh, I especially like. Okay, I'm gonna back up a step. There's a nice attention to detail in this module. There's like little touches that I think go a little bit above and beyond your your you know your boilerplate uh, you know dungeon magazine D and D adventure. One of those is like the shop in town has some interesting items. One of them is like you can buy a diary and the diary has like three random rumors. That seems like a really cool way to get rumors to people. I like that. I think that's a great idea. Right. And it, co- and it comes with a cost. You have to spend a day yeah. to read it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's true. Yeah. And it's, it's a, I like the description. A mostly but boring I see them reading with details it. about sore feet, poor meals, and repentance. Right. It's, but, like, it's good stuff. But I could, I could see them reading it at night before they sleep and then on the journey, you know, that feels very <laughs> Definitely. I think me. it's just a nice, like, yeah, very, um, there's a very like physical, like lived in touch to that. I think it makes the, the communication of rumors, like feel much more uh, organic. So I, I like, that's great. That's good stuff here. Um, same with like, there's, uh, you can buy Yeti oil at the same store, like, which is like a grease you smear on yourself to protect you from the cold. Cause it's a long walk in the cold to the dungeon. And then there's all this stuff later on that, oh, do you have Yeti oil on you? Because this bear is going to be right. really mean to you. Like, yeah. Like, 
uh-huh. or certain things will avoid yeah, you as well. That's, this but, is yeah. cool. Like that's yeah. the kind of connective tissue that I think mm, makes a difference when you're reading these. Like, oh, this is cool. Like people are thinking about stuff. So I would say this is not a weird. Dungeon. Oh no. There's nothing in here that's going to make you think, well, I've never seen that before, but it's such a distillation of what I think people want from a classic mm-hmm. dungeon done in the best possible way. That's my overall thoughts. It's like, wow, this is like such a good example of an OSR yeah. style dungeon in on, on every level from layout to formatting to the tropes, to the treasure, to the monsters, to the, um, you know, the, the structure of the dungeon mm-hmm. itself. I, I just, I think overall it's a very good module and it's like a yeah, dollar. I know. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Price to move, you know? Um, what, what that, that there's no, it's PDFs. There's yeah, no it's inventory. Gotta, it's gotta go, you know? <laughs> no. Okay. So I think we should just deep dive. dive so we can talk about the, finish my Um, so I like the explicit procedures for climbing the mountains. That's cool. I really like, I like, I like procedures that mimic what you're used to in old school games, but then are, you know, made specifically for that situation, Mm -hmm. like, uh, small tables as Chris McDowell calls them, like a D6 table with specific random Mm -hmm. encounters. And, um, uh, this even has like specific things that happen to you, um, depending on how protected you are from the cold because you know mm-hmm. they they kind of make it obvious that you need to be protected from yeah. the cold but i can totally see pcs just not doing that yeah mm-hmm. that's the kind of like detail that players ignore a lot you know like people don't really think how like cold and miserable it, it is to <laughs> go on a long hike you know and then it's it's nice to like I, I, kick I, him know, in the I gut with that, it yeah that's it's true. They don't. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm someone who goes outside mm-hmm. a lot and spends a lot of time in the woods and in the woods right now, it's, it's recently, it's been very snowy yeah. and, uh, it's so much, it's like totally pleasant, but I wouldn't want to do it for five right. hours. You know, like it's, it, there's everything being wet for a long time is yeah. a big deal. And I like, I like when people use that sort of thing to make the journey more interesting. Um, so, so yeah, I just really like that. And I like the multiple entrances and how clear mm-hmm. it is. You know, it, it's, it's, I think o- the overview is just really. Yeah. Good. And I like there are, um, the, you know, you get into this dungeon, you start meeting, there's like some kind of, not quite factions, but there's some, um, powerful individuals here. There's like the, Abbot Gruesome, who's like arguably the big bad here, um, and he wants you to. Hey, that depends on who right. you're serving. And that's another th- interesting it, it thing. Depends. It's like this guy's obviously not not good. He's this creepy undead dude, like sitting in the darkness with a prosthetic gold nose. Like really, <laughs> just really nice touch on the the prosthetic there. And he wants you to go do some weird stuff, like go get some goblets for him. And you know, obviously, this is not going to be good. But <laughs> I like that there's these options for. How you engage with the stuff in this. It's not just like loot the place and leave. There's this guy wants something. The ghost of the queen is another place she wants something else from you. They're at odds with each other. I like that the, the abbot too, like, like he is the, you know, he, when I think of the big bad, like it's this guy, <laughs> but he's not picking a fight. He's just sitting in a chair. Like you don't want to fight him. You don't have to fight they him. They all do that. Yeah. Everyone, every, every monster in this dungeon, not every, but most of the monsters will not yeah. pursue you. 
Like they, like most of the dudes you might fight, uh-huh. like even if you, you know, there's those um, mm-hmm. treasure and they're like, take one. <laughs> and if you take two, they try to kill you. But if you just leave and ask for mercy, yep. they forgive you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of like, there's a lot of sort of um, passivity to this. Yes. Uh, except for like the, 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 like the weird goop pit where the zombie, the flayed zombies keep crawling out of. They're like the only actively, right, right, I like the right. bandits too. Like. I don't know. You read something like the the gatehouse uh, from like Village of Hamlet, and it's like, oh, this one room there's like twenty bandits, and then like a few rooms over there's like ten zombies. <laughs> it's like, why are these guys hanging out in this place together? Well, the bandits in this one, you can just hire them. I love that. They're like, yeah, we just came here to loot some tombs. <laughs> we don't really want to fight. <laughs> like, um, well, well, here's the thing. What do you think your characters are? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, you're no better. <laughs> They're no different. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you can hire us if you want. Like, we're just kind of here to leave. I don't know. It's just, um, it's a refreshing take for, like, why the bandits are here and why they're hanging out with these zombies. Like, okay, they don't live here. They don't want to be here. They don't want to mess with you. They're just trying to get some money. What did you think about the puzzles yeah, in general? I'm, you know, so it really telegraphs that we're going to get a chessboard puzzle. <laughs> we have, like, chess pieces all yes. over. Oh. Oh yeah, and yeah. The, the minute if my players were in that room, yeah, they would look at me like, really? I know. I, I, is that what's ha- is that what's happening? I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't like chessboard puzzles. They're just, I don't know. They, it's not sitting right with me for yeah. whatever reason. I mean, there, there are two pages uh-huh. in the appendix about chess. Yes. So I, I think, and look, I think for some people this would be amazing. Actually, one of my players is really into like the world of uh-huh. chess rather than playing it itself. Yeah. But, um, but I can see him being like, let's figure this out. I, I, I don't think the chess puzzles that we get here are, they're not, they're not bad. <laughs> it's like pretty mild as far as like chess puzzles. It's like one, you got to move. There's knights all over. You have to move across the board like a knight. So you have to understand how the knight. I, I actually like that that's, one. I like, like that fine. one. Like that's, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I get it. Like really clear. Perfect. You know, the other one is kind of like a weird Sudoku puzzle here. That was a little more unclear yeah, to me. That's too much for me. That one is too much. Like I'd have to sit there and be like, figure it out, <laughs> I know. guys. Again, some people like that. Though. It's it's nice at the back. They have like a little board to print out and little pieces, and you can just hand it over and be like, here you go, put them where you want them. Like that's how you would have to do it. I don't know how else you would have like there are sixteen pieces and a four by four board. You need to figure out the right combination. Um, if you didn't have the visual aid, it's fine. It's fine. It's not. It wasn't my favorite, but um, you know that's that's just I think a personal taste preference. Um, I think pe- some people would really get into that. Um, I always like a handout too. I think that's a nice way to do a puzzle. Oh yeah, yeah. I would could not imagine doing it otherwise. It'd just be annoying. And they do, you know, they do te- they do have like clues about it on frescoes and stuff. It's not like a totally blind like find the right combo. Okay. Yes, but here's the yeah. problem with clues. Mm-hmm. There has to be, to me, an in-world reason for those clues right. to be there, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, like I, earlier I mentioned this puzzle where in my own dungeon where you have to twist this relief. There is a one clue for it, and it's because the guy, one person who shouldn't know about it does know about yeah. it, and it's he's a drunk. He's a drunk. So he wrote down in his, like, he wrote down on a piece of paper a clue to himself that wouldn't make sense by itself, and he stuffed it in his pillow. And if the player characters happen to find that, it will aid them. But otherwise, they'd have to figure it out on their sure. own. Which, again, is possible. But like, I had to really think, like, how can I give them a clue without it seeming like, why is this here? Like, it's not a video game. Why is it here? And the answer is by giving it to a drunk person who would probably... Like, this person is a 
has a problem. So they, <laughs> right. they would write stuff like that. They're, uh-huh. Yeah, it's just the kind of person, is, is, whatever. Okay. I'm just trying to say you have to have an in-world reason for it. Otherwise, it feels contrived. Right. And maybe that's okay, but some people don't like yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that, like the, the reason for these puzzles is that, like you're being tested on your merit before you can get to the, the potion. But I always like to really right. challenge like, right. why a puzzle? <laughs> I like to imagine like yeah. I'm designing a puzzle instead of like a traditional key entry into my house. Like prove your worth to enter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like you have a safe full of jewelry uh-huh. and then the, you know, the robber gets there and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> First, you must complete these tasks right. before you, you know, it's like, no, it's just a pin Right, code. or there's like a chess um, board like connected to my front door and I've got to solve like, yeah. you know, like solve it in two, <laughs> you know, if you want to get in your front yeah. door. Oh, man. Um, anyway, puzzles are fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're fine. Yeah. I think the second one I would probably not do, but uh-huh. yeah. Uh, overall... Like oh the candle puzzle I, I like the candle puzzle a lot yeah really nice yeah yeah it's like exactly everything you need is right there if you don't figure it out you don't figure yeah. it out but. I think the only other like um like the map is I thought I think okay there's like lots of rooms to explore it's like laid out pretty well I just wish it's kind of like an octopus style you've got like a hub and then there's like arms reaching off of it um I don't know that's to me not as fun as something where everything's a little more in, in more interconnected I think. I'm impressed you said arms because octopi, octopuses, whatever you uh-huh. call them. Octopuses? Yeah, I think it's octopus. I, they have arms, not tentacles. Okay. Did you know that? Uh, tentacles are when you have suckers at the end. Huh. I just learned okay. this. No, I guess I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Any, anyhow, octopuses are really cool. They also have um, copper blood. Not copper. We have copper. They have um, uh, iron. Blood? Nope. What makes blue? Something makes their, yes, yeah, whatever makes their blood blue. I don't know. It's because they have. You, a, you had me on the first f- fact. You're losing me on this one here. I don't know. <laughs> copper blood. I don't know, man. No, it is. Oh yeah, it is copper rather than iron. Okay. It says. Um, it says. Are you still wondering why octopus blood is not, blue and what the I'm three not, hearts no. do? The it says that the blue blood carries oxygen around the octopus's body, contains copper rather than iron, know. like we have in our. I own mean, own I want to believe you. I just I don't know I'm if just, I can. It's just o- kind, had, kind of lost me. O- octopuses are aliens Uh that's what i'm trying to say anyways um yeah they can fit through anything that their brain can fit through so okay okay so well actually that's actually not true because they have brains in their arms but they let's uh (sighs) you keep a keep a wheel and be back back on on these facts like i don't know like i was (laughs) it was interested and now i'm getting like annoyed i'm kind of upset about these octopus facts you know (laughs) they're they're great um anyway um yeah yeah. yeah, it's they have, they have uh, yeah. So go on. So this dungeon, you thought it was. Okay. I thought the layout was like, okay. Oh, the, yeah, the because it's kind of you kind of keep coming back to this hub room to some degree. I mean, there's like kind of hallways that hey, I guess you're not really coming back to the hub. You're going through hallways. Yeah, it's okay. I can't. I can't. No. No points deducted. No points deducted. Yeah. Uh, no, it's good. It's good. Everything's good. Like the art. Oh, look, there's a signature. Zaira. That's the the cover artist, right? So I think. Oh, oh, where? I'm looking at, this is the, the portrait of the ghost queen on page 24 on the bottom. So I think all the art is by Zaira Diana. Okay, so she just wasn't credited for the rest of it. She was only credited for the cover yeah. art. But you're right. It does say her name there. You're totally right. Great art. I like all this. Nice hatching. <laughs> Great stuff. This is good. Love yeah, the art. Yeah, overall, terrific, terrific. Uh, you can get it from drive through right now. Yeah. I'm guessing it will get a print run because why would it not? It would totally fit right next to all the other crap. No, there's even like blank pages after the covers, like to account for 
the front and back of a cover, you know? It's like, this is ready to go, man. I don't know. I even feel like I may have messaged him once asking him why, and he told me why, and I don't remember what the reason was. Um, but yeah, you can get it for right now for $1, and it comes with like a player-facing VTT map, and um, it says it says print version, currently not planned. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. One of the comments from the drive through page. Yeah. Don't suppose you can up the opacity of the map segments on the spreads. Can hardly see them. That's uh, you said a similar <laughs> thing just now on this podcast I right did. now that we're recording. That's interesting. Oh, did I you post did. that? No, it's someone else. Actually, it's someone called Sam C. So if you know any <sighs> Sam C's. Why would I? No, um, I don't know any Sam C's. Speaking of Sam's, though. Uh, we got our sticker art from Sam and Ellie finally. Yep. Place the order. It's really exciting. We've got a whole big stack of stickers coming. Uh, probably going to start mailing those out early February. Yep. So if you want to get a sticker, now is the time to join. If you join later, you'll get them as well. So yeah, join. It's uh, the Patreon specifically at at the one duck or two duck level. Uh, both will get you a sticker. Yeah, either duck, either ducks. Patreon.com slash between two Karens. Also, we have a email address you can email, which is between two Karens at gmail.com. And exist on the internet. Uh thanks to, you know, Bobby McKelver for the music and DLB for editing. And um yeah, this, this has, has been, been Octopus Facts presented annoyingly. Thank you, everyone. Keep it greasy. Keep it sticky. We are uh, we're here for you always. Whenever you need a friend, we have octopuses die after mating. Well, the males do. The males do. I don't even know if that's true. I think you're making this stuff up. <laughs> no, no, it Irritating. is true. It is true. Wow. They do. They do. They die. There's there. There's. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Bye.